Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode about the book This Working Life by Lisa Leong and Monique Ross, two fantastic human beings. Keep listening to find out why you need to rethink your career and rethink your idea of work. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best nonfiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week it is the book This Working Life, and as I mentioned, Lisa Leong and Monique Cross, two excellent people, people I'm big fans of. I'm very lucky this month. It's been a massive month for new books, particularly new Australian authors. Been lucky enough to have been sent this book in advance of its release, so I got to read it before it came out. Funny story, I actually got a copy of the book before Monique did, who is one of the authors of the book. So I thought that was quite entertaining that I got a copy before she did. And I've also been lucky enough to be on the podcast This Working Life, which is the namesake of this book. So if you haven't heard of the podcast This Working Life, it is an ABC or Australian Broadcasting Corporation. If you're listening to this from overseas, it is a podcast hosted by Lisa Leong, who is one of the co-authors of this book. So if you haven't checked that out, if you're into thinking about work and rethinking the idea of work and all the kind of gnarly, messy subjects that come in the umbrella of work, I definitely recommend checking that out. Also, if you want more good book-related content, I recommend that you head over to the link that is at the top of the show notes and check out the Bookmark membership Patreon that I have, which has lots of bonus content and other goodies that you can have access to as a member of that. Because it is Patreon, you can dip in and out. You can join for a month or so, listen to some of the stuff, pause for a bit, come back in a couple of months when there's some more and keep binging rather than having to stay committed or connected all the way through. So I'd love to see you in there. It's a great way of supporting the podcast in a way that actually gives you the benefit of some extra content as well and means I can keep this podcast advert free. All right, let's get into a bit more about this book, a bit more about the authors, and then, of course, the three big ideas. You spend most of your waking life working, a jaw-dropping 90,000 hours for the average person. You deserve to feel joy during that time, but how? This working life empowers you to experiment in the lab of life. You'll reflect on your highs and lows, harness your superpowers, and pinpoint your guiding values. You'll learn the importance of empathy as you craft a job or curate a portfolio career that can grow with you. You'll unlock the power of rituals, community and self-care and build resilience that will help you face life's inevitable curveballs. Lisa and Monique get personal, sharing hard-won learnings from their own lives. This working life also features insights from world-leading thinkers like Dory Clark, Jeremy Utley and Dan Klein and practical activities to help you take action. And that's taken from hardygrant.com, which is the publisher of this book. Link in the show notes. A little bit about the authors. Lisa Leong is the host of ABC Radio National's This Working Life. She is a former corporate lawyer and ABC Air Peninsula Breakfast presenter whose purpose as a broadcaster, media commentator and master facilitator is to help people find the sunshine in work, in relationships and in themselves. Her work and unique approach has been the subject of a Harvard case study and TEDx talk, Can Robots Make Us More Human? She is a graduate of the Customer Focus Innovation Program at Stanford University's GSB and the Stanford D School and the Australian Film, Television and Radio School plus the University of Melbourne Law School. Her superpowers are curiosity, creativity, and delivering key messages by way of song. Monique Ross is a freelance journalist, writer, and editor who has previously worked for ABC News Digital and ABC Radio National. She's also a certified nature and forest therapy guide and the founder of Heartwood Nature Bathing. Based in Brisbane and Miyajin country, her superpowers are connection, organization, grit, and making pasta disappear. 
the source of that information is actually the book inside cover from This Working Life. So you'll have to pick up the book if you want to read more about Lisa or Monique. So that little intro into the book and the authors gives you a bit of an insight as well into the wonderfully interesting careers that Monique and Lisa have both had. And I just found myself so inspired by their stories in here, plus some of the stories they share from other people that they spoke to as well, but particularly the winding paths that they have both taken and how they have made their careers their own. So I would say it is worth reading just for that alone, which there is quite a lot of that woven through the book. But let's get into the other big ideas from the book, This Working Life by Lisa Leong and Monique Gross. Big idea number one, there's not one answer and there's certainly not one career. This is not a book with hacks or a plan or a process or a methodology or a model per se. It's more of a set of mindsets and thought starters on how to think about work in the modern age or maybe even how to rethink work in the modern age. It's challenging the idea of a job for life, which I think a lot of us have moved away from or certainly should or could be moving away from and encouraging us to think about building skills that are transferable and a mindset of work that's more fluid and changing. At the heart of it is learning and experimentation, not an answer or a particular path for everyone that everyone should take. And you'll see that there's a lot of the experimentation woven into the book because they have these little sections called life or lab experiments with ideas that you can put into practice for yourself from anything from building a portfolio career to finding a mentor and everything in between really. The important point is that you do have options and that you can, you can tweak things, you can practice some job craft or start to make some tweaks around the edges to improve your way of working. You can pivot, so adding strings to your bow or maybe building a portfolio career or completely reinventing, doing a 180, maybe having a career change and Lisa and Monique give their own examples of that as well. But I think that's one of the most important things about this book is it really does show the art of the possible. And it's so easy. And I know from talking to lots of people, friends of mine, colleagues I've worked with, people in my personal life or professional life, there is this real sense sometimes of, oh, no, this is what the job is. This is what I've got to do. I don't have time and all of these things. And look, there's obviously a, a time and a place where that is absolutely true. But how much of that is actually ourselves or yourself holding yourself back and writing off things that may not actually be true without actually testing them and experimenting and pushing a little bit more against what has always gone before. And I think if there's any time to do that, now is the time to do that when a lot more power is on the, in the employee's court, I would say. So that's big idea number one. There's not one answer. Big idea number two is category of one. This was one of my favorite ideas in the book, and it, it flows throughout a few different elements of the book, is the idea of being a category of one or you yourself being a category of one because you're very special. And it's using your unique experiences, strengths and values so that you can add your own magic through and your co own cocktail of impact to your job, to the organization, to the business you're running, whatever it is that you're doing. But you have to first know what your strengths and values and experiences are. And it's important that you know them so that you can then develop them and use them in a bit more depth or with a bit more purpose and intent. There's some really great exercise in the book. The life flow exercise is definitely one of my favorites and one that I'm going to be doing myself over the next couple of weeks and getting into that in a little bit more, which is where you look at the, the highs and the lows of your life and including your career, your personal life, et cetera, and see what those trends and where those elements start to overlap and you're like, oh, hang on, when I've been at the peak of my career or when I've been really enjoying life, this is the common denominator. It's maybe freedom or it's creativity or it's whatever it happens to be. And being able to then use that as information to feed whatever you do next. This mindset of a category of one 
is what allows you to stand out and also can stop comparisonitis. Because if you're a category of one, there's no point comparing yourself or your path or your skills to other people because they are a different category of one. They've got different overlaps. Their Venn diagram of themselves will look a bit different. So Lisa's moved from law into a radio and then Monique's moved from being a journalist into a forest bathing guide. Are great examples of this. It's no point Lisa comparing herself to another lawyer because another lawyer maybe has taken a different path. Maybe they got really lit up by tax law or comparing contracts or whatever it happens to be. Whereas Lisa was more inspired to have more of a portfolio career and take those changes and, and do the radio thing for a bit before actually moving back into law and then going back out into radio again, plus some other bits and pieces in between, of course. Being able to play your own game is also very freeing and much healthier. It allows you also to embrace a more infinite mindset rather than playing the finite games that often organizations have set us up to or to pit us against each other in many cases. These zero-sum games where only so many people can get graded a five or a three or whatever it is in your organization. And finally, this can be the thing that allows you to create and role design or job design a lot more and a lot more cleverly with this mindset, knowing what your strengths are, knowing where you're going, knowing what your unique individual path is, is incredibly important. So that's big idea number two, a category of one. Finally, big idea number three is work-life coherence. Pulled this one out because work-life balance makes my eyes roll back in my head. And so I was very pleased to see for once a different approach in here. And I know there's other, other books do touch on this as well, that work-life balance is a bit of a nonsense. The, this book in particular just talks about, or Lisa and Monique talk about, why should we separate work and life? It often feels like more stress to, to do that. A coherence suggests there's maybe more of a unified whole or a connectedness between work and life and the other elements in it. They say that if balance draws a line between work and life, coherence starts to unify those two sides. They become more interconnected and in flow and allows them to change and, and mold and meld around each other a bit more as well. But we need to remove guilt and presenteeism and focus on what matters and what works in order for that to actually work for us to embrace work-life coherence rather than balance. It's a two-way exchange, of course, and requires transparency in your organization and your team that you're working with in order to embrace that fully. And we need to be able to self-regulate. We need to be able to help ourselves focus and be present when we're doing X, when we are doing work, we are doing work. When we're at home, when we're doing a hobby, whatever it is, we are doing that thing. That coherence doesn't work if one is always spilling into the other. So it's about knowing what our boundaries are, knowing what works best for us. Monique gives the example in the book where she's a really early riser. So she would rather get a few hours done in the morning, have a bit of a, bit of a bigger break in the afternoon when she's maybe less effective normally, and then picking up and doing maybe another couple of hours in the evening. That works really well for her. Transparency with her team and those that she works with is vital in order for that to work. And therefore means that everyone can kind of do what they need to do and get the most out of work, life and all the rest. So it takes boundaries, it takes self-awareness, it takes self-regulation and of course that transparency piece in order for that to work. So that's big idea number three, work-life coherence. So there we go, three big ideas from the book, This Working Life. Big idea number one, there's not one answer. Big idea number two, a category of one. And big idea number three, work-life coherence. I really enjoyed this book. I gave it a whole four stars. If you saw my January wrap up of books that I read last month, it is, again, it's, it's one of these ones that it's not just ramming an idea or ramming a methodology or a model down your throat. It is like, hey, here's some stuff that you might not have thought about, or maybe you have thought about or you know about, but haven't actually put into practice. Why not try it out? It's thought starters. There's some really nice little prompts in there for reflection that Monique has put in, which comes from her nature bathing called a sit spot. 
try saying that quickly. That's gonna that's definitely gonna come out funnily in my transcription. A sit spot, which Monique has put in, which comes from her forest bathing guidance that she does, where you sort of find a nice outdoors place or somewhere near a plant, whatever it needs to be, or near a window, and just sit and reflect on the questions that they put in at the end of each chapter. Kind of goes everywhere the book. It's it's high level in some ways, but also really deep in others. That life activity, for example, really nice deep activity to do to get a big piece of paper out and and try and reflect on. But then there's some other stuff that's slightly more higher level, and you you would skim over, think about, start to apply, and it gives you some really practical ways of of doing that and ways that can start from a tiny tiny step through to a big overhaul, and you can you can make it your own depending on where you are and what is going to work best for you. So yeah, if you have read this book already, let me know what you thought. The book came out last week, so I know a few people have had their pre-orders arrive or have been able to buy this since the book came out. So if you have read it, I'd love to hear from you. Contact details, as usual, are in the bottom of the show notes. So please drop me a note on LinkedIn or Instagram. Always love to hear what you're reading. And if you want to hear more about what I'm reading and listening to and everything in between, you can sign up to the Bookmark newsletter completely free, just a little twice monthly dispatch in your inbox about what I'm reading and all the stuff I can't fit into the podcast. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.